Welcome to Miss V, the Storyteller Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who has lost their voice and want to get it back. I lost my voice at a very young age, and it took me years of pain and hurt to get it back. On this podcast, I will bring you personal stories that will make you laugh, cry, think, heal, and in some cases, propel you into making new and better choices. At the end of each story, I give you my thoughts of what happened. I also ask you probing questions to make you think about how you would have handled the situation. No one is perfect and no answer is wrong. So let's get started today with a new story. If you like the story, I just ask you to subscribe, share, and follow me. Hey, it's me, Miss V, the storyteller. The story I have for you today is called A Dead Body in the Room. When I started working in the ER, I quickly found out that the staff played tricks on each other. It made the day go by faster and it made it less stressful. The nurses and rescue workers, they were the biggest pranksters. One nurse named Sean had the reputation of being the biggest and the baddest prankster of them all. At one point, the doctor started playing pranks, trying to win the title of biggest and baddest prankster. For me, playing tricks was something I had been doing to my brothers and sister for years. It was my way of getting them back every time they got me in trouble even if I didn't do anything wrong. So coming to a place where I could play tricks and not get into trouble was right down my lane. I started off small, moving items from one place to another, taking chairs and hiding them in the bathroom or the janitor's closet, wrapping toilet paper around certain doctor's chairs because all the doctors were not cool with the pranking So you had to know which doctor was cool and which doctor was not. At first, no one suspected me because I was so quiet. However, one day the security guard saw me rolling a chair down the hall. When the nurse started looking for her chair, he busted me. He told her I had moved the chair into the janitor's closet. On that day, the word got out that I was a prankster. From that moment on, I had to watch my back. All the other pranksters realized that I was the one who had been playing pranks on them all week long, so they set out to get me back. I was a professional, so I knew it was not going to be easy for them. The key to not getting pranked is to have eyes and ears everywhere never to leave personal items laying around, and check before you do anything. 
I checked everything. Before I sat down, I checked the chair. Before I took one bite of my food, I checked my food. Even before I used the ink pen, I checked it. They soon realized it was going to be harder than they thought. One day, I got a big head and wanted to have the title of biggest and baddest prankster. So I pulled a big prank on Sean, who held the title at the time. A patient was coming into the ER, so I had to meet them at the back door. The patient was not responding, not because he was unresponsive, but because he would only talk to women. So when I came, he started talking. The rescue guys were surprised. They didn't know that. I helped them get the information they needed and proceeded to finish his paperwork. That man was a gorgeous, tall glass of hot chocolate with whipped cream on the top. His voice was deep and soothing. So when he talked, he would make your heart just melt away. While I was in the room, the doctor came in to examine him. She told me I could stay and finish, but I told her no, I would just come back later to finish his paperwork. As I was leaving, the doctor told him to get undressed and the nurse would come in to do some lab work. I waited outside a few minutes after the doctor left. I wanted to give him time to change into his gown. When I walked into his room, that tall glass of hot chocolate was standing in the middle of the room with no clothes on and a smile from ear to ear. I could not move. My mouth was hung wide open out of pure shock. After a few seconds, I regained myself and told the patient he needed to put his gown on. Well, I soon found out that he was a psych patient and he was there to be evaluated. No one knew the patient liked to be new and would only talk to women, only me. This was the perfect time for me to win the title of biggest and baddest jokester. Sean was the charge nurse that day, and he held the title, so I neglected to share that small bit of information with him. I knew the other nurses were all women, and when they walked into the room, he would begin to talk. Now getting him to put on that gown, that was on them. I tried as hard as I could, but I could not get him to put the gown on, and truth be told, I didn't mind it one bit. When Sean entered the room, I was standing right outside the door watching. You should have seen the look on his face. The patient was still standing in the middle of the floor, naked, and would not open his mouth. I was weak. The nurse came to do his blood work. I told her to wait so that I could tell her about the patient. Meanwhile, Sean was trying to get that patient to put on that gown and to talk, but he would not. 
the nurse and I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Finally, Sean had had enough and came out of the room mad. When the nurse went in to do the lab work, the patient started talking. Sean overheard him and turned around to go back into the room. As he turned around, he saw me standing there laughing. So I ended up having to tell him about the patient. I told him the patient would only talk to women and that he did not like wearing clothes. Sean was so hot with me, but he had to give it to me. I got him that day. The word got out that I had pranked Sean and that I now held the biggest and baddest prankster title. That title was short-lived. The very next day, he got me back. Everyone knew that I did not do dead bodies. I was petrified of them and stayed away whenever a patient passed. Well, a patient came into the ER by rescue. The paramedics was giving him CPR. The nurses was running all around getting the crash carts. The doctors was trying to get his medical history. And I was trying to get his information in the system. About 15 or 20 minutes passed and everyone came out of the patient's room. I asked the nurse if I could go into the room to talk to the patient. She said, oh, sure, no problem. Oh, and by the way, can you put um, his armband on for me? I said, sure. As I walked into the room, the patient was laying there peacefully. I told him I needed to put the armband on his wrist and that I needed to ask him a few questions. The patient didn't respond, so I just thought he was tired. There was a lot going on, so I proceeded to put the armband on his wrist. As I was doing this, I overheard laughing coming from the hallway. I turned around to find Sean and some of the other nurses I had pranked standing in the doorway laughing. At that moment, I realized that that patient had passed and I was holding his wrist in my hand. I almost fainted. Sean had to run into the room to keep me from falling on the floor. Let me tell y'all, they got me that day. They did. And I was so happy to renounce the title of biggest, baddest prankster back to Sean. It did take me a while to get over that dead body, but it didn't stop me from playing pranks. But I never played another prank on Sean. Here are my thoughts. Please don't think at any point any patient's life was in jeopardy. The pranks we played were on each other most of the time. The first patient, he was fine. He eventually put his clothes on and was released. The second patient, as you know, passed. However, the patient still had to have armbands on, so someone was going to have to put the armband on the patient. When working in the ER, things can get intense. So you have to have outlets. Because you cannot drink on the job, most people choose to play pranks. Here are my questions. 
Do you enjoy playing pranks on people? Do you enjoy having pranks played on you? I will answer this question. I really don't mind if they're on the same level. The prank that Sean played on me, it was on the same level. So I was good. The downfall to being a prankster, you always have to watch your back. All right, friends. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I pray that this story will make you think about your own childhood memories and how they have impacted your life. If you like what you hear, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and also subscribe and share. Thanks.